0: Hey folks and welcome to dashboard chats
1: as the name implies we are recording these segments from our dashboard on the drive between our main interviews to discuss the tales and the urban legends that aren't quite fit
0: for the mic that's right ain't every topic ripe for recording but I don't make them any less interesting with that i'm harrison the florida man and i'm aaron the cheesehead hey i finally got a bar i'm gonna go ahead and call abby now yeah go for it Hey, Abby. Uh, looks like we both got reception now.
2: Tender mercies. Finally. Please tell me the canopic jar is safe.
1: Sure is. Got it swaddled up in towels to keep it damage-resistant and dry as my bank
0: account. Oh. Probably shouldn't have quit my job for this road trip. Thanks. But, uh, what he said is true. Uh, we got it right here. Uh, you anywhere near a rendezvous?
2: Not even close. Um, how about this? I'll send you boys a shipping container for the jar with postage prepaid. Where will you be in two days?
0: Uh, somewhere around Dallas, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right.
2: A city. Okay. Wonderful. So, I'm going to send the shipping container to Dallas, then. All you boys have to do is load the jar, seal the package, and leave it right there at the post office for shipping.
0: Can do. Won't let you down.
2: If it all goes according to plan, then Ice jars will be a completed set in four days, and the curatorial team will be none the wiser.
0: And you'll keep your job.
2: And I'll keep my job. Counting on you, Harry. Don't mess this up.
1: Uh... Trust me, he can't afford to. Nope. If we don't have that jar back to you by the next
0: solar eclipse, our curds are fried. Uh, uh, What he means by that, though, is that you'd be rightfully livid at us, and we don't want that. We what?
2: You'll have it here in four days?
0: We'll have it to you in four days.
2: Great. Wonderful. Okay. I'm counting on you.
0: We won't let you down. Man, take care and rest assured.
2: Saying my prayers. Bye for now.
0: Later. So, uh...
1: You gonna tell me why you forgot to mention that her mummy put a curse on us?
0: Man, I ain't worried none. I don't worry a little bit, but we'll send it back all lickety-split and we'll be free of this stupid curse. Plus, it ain't like she's gonna believe us anyhow.
1: Yeah, that's probably true.
0: Alright, well, on with the show. (laughs) Okay. Today
1: we come to you from Alabama, but not for long. (laughs) Thank God, sayonara. (laughs) I don't think they understand that word here. <laughs> I-10 only covers about 66 miles of
0: Alabama at its westernmost tip. 66 miles? Too long. Too long. And for anyone wondering how Alabama got its name, because I'm, I'm sure there's so many of you out there wondering how Alabama got its name, <laughs> Whoop. it's thought by some to have come from the Choctaw phrase, vegetation gatherers, uh, used to describe <laughs> the Indians in these here parts. Other sources I read uh, say that it means campsite or clearing. So, some of
1: the Alabama
0: natives are actually called Alabama? Yeah, well, at least they were called Alabama by the Choctaw and uh, other speakers of the Muskogean languages. Muscogeean? Nowadays, and perhaps ironically, there's only one surviving settlement of the Alabama nation, and it resides exclusively in Texas, some three states away. Whoa. Though, I do think some were actually absorbed into the Seminole Confederacy back when that formed. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm thankful they're still around to tell their stories and live their lives... I just wish they could do it on the land of their ancestors. Hey,
0: fucking Jackson. Raw deal for sure. <laughs> Some statistics I found show there's only about 2,000 of the Alabama left, and uh, their language is pretty endangered as well. So the Alabama tribe aside, the state as it currently is was once home to numerous tribes, many of which will probably ring a bell. As I mentioned before, I don't
1: know much about the natives in the South, but if you say so. Well, as I mentioned before, the Choctaw. Vaguely familiar. Man, it's probably because I just said it earlier. Yeah. Cherokee. Isn't that the tribe every white person in the South squares their
0: one-eighteenth percent of? No, man, you ain't lying. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, where are we right now? Alabama. Bingo. Just named a tribe. Okay, but more specifically, we recently left Mobile. And Mobile is the name of a tribe that once thrived here, too. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wait. Once? Yeah, from what I could find, there's only a single federally recognized tribe left here in Alabama, the the Porch Creek Indians, which I believe are part of the larger Muskogee. Yeah. And I'll be sure to drop some maps uh, where all the nations of Alabama's first people once called home for our Instagram, so check us out at Tailgate Podcast if you do feel so inclined.
1: Ashamed that our Alabama trip is so short. Is it though? I-10 only passes through for an hour or so. Heck yeah! We're about to cross our third state line, baby! And a doozy of a state line, it is right into Mississippi. But before we cross into the Magnolia State, let's round this one out with a few more spooky tales and urban legends. Well, you got a spooky tale or urban legend in mind? Indeed I do! Now, we visited Maple Hill Cemetery... Is it Maple Hill? Maple Hill. Maple (laughs) Hill. Now, we visited Maple Hill Cemetery in Huntsville during our last dashboard chat, nah. and even had the horrifying experience of meeting an entire playground of ghostly children. However, I've uncovered an additional layer to this sad little
0: story. Yeah, that's probably the creepiest night of my life. Man, we had swing sets moving by himself, disembodied giggling, echoing through the fog. Mm-mm. Plus, whoever that ghost girl was who popped up in our truck. No thank you. Man, she seriously wanted to play some hide and seek.
1: Right, so they could just be kids ceremonially buried within the grounds of Maple Hill anytime between now and 1822. But as it turns out, there was a string of child abductions in the 1960s who some speculate were less than ceremonially dumped within the cemetery soil.
0: Well, damn, Cheesehead. Now I almost feel bad for not playing hide and seek with that little girl. I mean, heaven, I mean, if it's this on the almost.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, And that isn't the only haunted graveyard story from Huntsville I got for you. Only, this one took place in a family cemetery at their estate. Story goes that a teenager named Sally Carter went to pay her sister a visit in 1837, but got sick and suffered an untimely death. They gave her a charming little tombstone which read, My flesh shall slumber in the ground till the last trumpet's joyful sound. Then burst the chains with sweet surprise and in my savior's image rise.
0: Ugh. I mean, okay, well, you read that a lot more cryptic than it actually <laughs> was. Uh, the, the, the words ain't so bad, but. Uh, well, I'm going to take, take a wild stab and I'm going to assume. That she haunts the burial grounds like every other ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she sure does. Nailed it. But
1: apparently, Sally Carter haunts more than just her burial grounds. Ooh. She has the ability
0: to communicate with you through your dreams. Well, well, last night I dreamed about drowning in a big old lake of purple Fanta. Man, I had to drink my way out to survive. Think she had anything to do with that? Yeah, I don't. I don't think
1: Sally has anything to do it, one. Oh. Yeah. It was delicious. I was just wondering. I do not doubt that. But she did visit a boy's dream back in 1919 who was staying at her sister's mansion where she died.
0: <laughs> man, man, can you imagine how disgusting it'd probably be being a teenage girl uh, entering the dream of a teenage boy? <laughs> I can't,
1: I can't <laughs> imagine it, actually. Sally Me too. You Sadly. are one brave little lady. Seriously. Anyway... In his dream, Sally asked him to fix her gravestone. As fate would have it, the next day he checked out her grave, only to discover that the tombstone had indeed toppled over from last night's storm. Ever since, countless sightings
0: of her have prompted people, mostly her teens, to check out her tombstone. Yeah, and we covered this a bit back when we met Dev from the Devil's Chair back in Casadega, Florida. But for y'all new listeners, what she said just described is called legend tipping. It's a term coined the 1970s Mm -hmm. uh, regarding a youthful rite of passage. More often than not, resulting in the disrespecting and even harm to historical sites like this one in the devil's chair. Man, listen. Visiting these places, that's one thing. Man, it's all in good fun. But ain't no excuse to be defacing people's shit like that. I mean, come on. Don't be a jerk. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Trust us. And even if there are spirits there, and there often are, they usually ain't the friendly type. So don't go knocking.
1: Right, and while Sally seems friendly enough, her gravestone was regularly vandalized and eventually destroyed due to repeated and unwanted visitors. Damn. Sally herself was exhumed and relocated to an undisclosed area in Maple Hill back in 1982. Take that, legend tippers. Man. And the house she died in operates as a clubhouse for a gated community, so yeah, that's interesting.
0: <laughs> clubhouse? More like Club Haunted House. (laughs) Am I right? Boo. That's what she says, boo. It's a ghost. Yeah, haunted house. Boo. Man, seems like Maple Hill Cemetery (laughs) in Huntsville is the most happening place to be if you're a spirit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like ghosts everywhere coming out there. You got people rocking in their chairs, ghosts rocking on their swings. You got this girl. Little kids. uh, Maybe she ain't rocking, but she's doing her thing. (laughs) Sounds pretty scary. Pretty scary? I'd like to hear you tell an urban legend that's better. Oh, I got one, all right. The Serpent? Of Tennessee River,
1: Ugh. this again? Yeah, I feel like if you heard of one sea monster, you heard of them all. Well, you, usually I'd agree with you, but not this time,
0: man. This monster here
1: is different. So he doesn't have an elongated neck and
0: flippers? Man, no. Now I'll describe it for you. They said it's twenty foot long creature with large fins, slithers near the banks of the river. So again, he's a Nessie clone. Yeah, well, but 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 that's a big but. Cannot lie. But this one has an additional layer than your average sea serpent. See, back in 1822, there had been several sightings of these river monsters lurking in the Tennessee-Alabama rivers. Now, our boy, Buck Sutton. (laughs) (laughs) Buck Sutton. I'm sorry. It's
1: it's so funny.
0: Oh, jeez. Our boy Buck Sutton probably... (laughs) (laughs) What a name. (laughs) The most hillbilly name this side of Appalachia. <laughs> <laughs> saw a twenty-five foot long serpent rising up out the water, and claims that he saw it clear as day. So ain't one of them vague accounts neither. So far, so Nessie. Well, you know what ain't so Nessie. No. Laying a death curse on anyone who sees you like you're the damn woman in black.
1: Whoa! This monster doesn't play
0: around. I'm telling you. Knowing this, Buck Sutton freaked out. <laughs> Naturally. He reportedly died only a few days later. God, geez. And he weren't alone. What? According to the newspaper colonist of the Spartanburg, South Carolina Herald Journal, E. Randall Floyd.
1: What? I've literally never heard of that in my whole entire life. Back in
0: 1993. Whoa, boy. A guy named Billy Burns died in 1827 after laying eyes on the beast. And again, Jim Wyndham. These are the whitest men in America. <laughs> in 1829, also died after laying eyes on the beast. Woof. Three in a row. Still, mm-hmm. people are reporting sighting this thing. <laughs> this is Still, people are reporting uh, similar sightings throughout the region. Yeah, never thought I'd say this, but I think I'll take Florida's gators and sharks good choice now it is worth to note that Alabama once was home to a very elongated sea beast discovered back in 1834 not long after a lot of these folks died satin they saw a big old sea beast this creature was discovered it was named after the legendary basilisk you know like the, the snake will petrifies you when Harry Potter mm. wow, well, it was long before Harry Potter but you know <laughs> um, uh, because paleontologists originally assumed that these long skinny bones to be reptilian you know like a snake. Uh, <laughs> Like my legs. Yeah, well, yeah, like your long, bony legs. Now, we know that it was actually a mammal and an early form of whale swimming hmm. these parts some 45 million years ago.
1: Pretty far removed from today's freshwater rivers, but I'd believe just about anything
0: at this point. Just, just a mere 45 million years. What are you talking about? <laughs> so the Basileosaurus, they lived in the Eocene epoch, and they're hypothesized to grow upwards of 70 feet in length. Curiously enough... The longest stretch of its body belongs to its serpentine tail.
1: Oh, okay. So I can see how discovering its bones, one might assume
0: it to be a serpent. Yeah, man. Ain't a wonder. Didn't help that charlatans in the 19th century piggybacked on the fascination with this new whale. sea monsters at large, and they forged skeletons using its bones, some uh, 114 feet long. Just to capture the imagination and money of hey. well, the poor saps who ain't know no better. Hmm. They think they're out here seeing some big old long snake, but no, it's just some goochified version of a basilisk, ba- basiliosaurus.
1: <laughs> some Buck Sutton version of a
0: basilisaurus. Poor Buck Sutton and Billy... Hey, Billy, look. Hey, <laughs> Billy Burns. <laughs> Billy Burns. Can't forget that old Jimmy Wyndham. <laughs> yeah, but, but I think deliberately swindling folks is crossing the line. Oh, holy motherfucking shit! What? Speaking of crossing the line, we
1: just crossed over
0: into Mississippi. Oh, hell yeah! Should be welcoming us with arms wide open, because Mississippi's known as the hospitality state. Was that Creed? It was Creed, Creed. I got—I don't know. I got
1: a sneaking suspicion that the nickname and subsequent quotation marks hospitality comes with a pretty huge asterisk. Only one way to find out. I was afraid you were going to say that. I think cruising into a new state is a pretty good place to stop.
0: I agree. For any questions, corrections like on them names I said earlier, <laughs> and stories of your own, y'all just drop us a line at tailgatepodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram Tailgate Podcast for photos, cast info, updates, and more.
1: We'll also post links for further learning on Native American history
0: and ways you can show your support. Porch Creek Indians museum and gift shop Man, that's a must see if you're passing through Bama.
1: Huh. We'll have to stop in there on our return trip back home. Definitely. Well, back to your home. Boop, boop. See you later, tailgaters.
0: <laughs> Bye. Thank you all for joining us for another episode of the Tailgate. The Egyptologist, Abby Young, is played by real-life Egyptologist, Bethany Benson. Aaron the Cheesehead is played by Aaron Sherry. You can check him out on the YouTube channel, So Can You. Harrison the Florida Man is played by Harrison Foreman. Theme song is performed by Matt Jones. This episode was written by Harrison Foreman and edited by Aaron Sherry.